Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and my name is Anna. And you're listening to the Culips English podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Culips. This is Chatterbox, which is our series for intermediate and advanced English learners. That features natural, unedited conversations between native speakers about compelling topics. And wow, we certainly have a very compelling topic for you all today. And to talk about it, I'm joined by my co-host Anna. Hey there, Anna. Hey, Andrew. How are you? I'm good, Anna. I almost jumped right into the topic without introducing you, so I'm I'm sorry about that. But our topic for today is one that I'm really excited about. It is about the new era in space travel and space adventure that we are experiencing right now. Because just recently, in July of this year, two successful companies that are Headed by very interesting and famous billionaires Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos, launched their companies that are going to do space tourism. The plan for these two companies is to tour people into outer space, so that you can actually take a trip to space. And it's quite remarkable and a very interesting story. And that's what we are going to talk about here today. I guess maybe Anna, I should ask you right off the start: if you had an opportunity to take, you know, a ten-minute trip to space, would you do it? I think if I had the opportunity, I don't think I would do it. I think I'm happy with tourism on Earth. I think I'll leave space tourism <laughs> for for other people. Even if I had the money, I don't think I would do it. No. What about you, Andrew? I would do it in a heartbeat. I would love to go to space. I think that would be so cool. Unfortunately, the ticket to ride to space is quite expensive, so I don't think I'll be doing it anytime soon. But we'll get into all of the details about this exciting story for everyone in just a moment, Anna. But before we do, why don't we tell everyone about the study guide and transcript for this episode? So, listeners. If you would like to follow along with our study guide, we have made one for this episode, and inside the guide, you will find a transcript of every word that we say, as well as detailed vocabulary explanations and usage examples of how you can use that vocabulary, plus a quiz and more. It's an awesome resource for learning English with us, and if you would like to study with it, all you have to do. Is visit our website culips.com, sign up and become a Culips member, and then you can get it. It comes in two options. So there's a PDF option that you could download to your computer and print out if you're kind of old school and like studying with paper, which I know a lot of people do. Or if you're like me and you're more of a modern guy, then maybe you would like to study on your computer or your phone. Don't worry, we have you covered there as well. Because we have digital study guides that look great on mobile and computers, so if you want to get the guide, just visit culips.com to do so. We also wanted to give a shout out to our listener Benicius Carlos, a very regal name. Now you left us a nice comment on Castbox, 
and you said, thanks for the episode, was very awesome. Keep going. Yes, awesome. So, Vinicius Carlos, I agree. Very regal, very proper sounding name. It sounds important, like maybe the name of a prince or a king or something like that. Absolutely. So, thank you so much for that review. And everyone, if you would like to hear your name shouted out at the start of a Culips episode, and if you don't feel comfortable using your real name, you could always use a nickname. That's fine too. All you have to do is leave us a nice review on your favorite podcast service. So it doesn't matter if you listen to us on CastBox or Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite app is. If you can leave us a review and support what we do here at Culips that way, then we will thank you for that by giving you a shout out at the start of an upcoming episode. And thanks to everyone who has been leaving us reviews. It's very encouraging to read them all. We love reading them all. And it pushes us to keep going and making great episodes for you to learn English with. So with all of the announcements out of the way, why don't we get started with the main topic for this episode, which is the space race, the new space race that's happening. and. Actually, Anna, I, I had a question for you, and that's about this term, space race, space race. Um, it might be kind of new to some of our listeners, especially our younger listeners, because it's a historical term. What does it mean when we talk about space race? What kind of time does that refer to? Well, actually, the term space race is something that was very commonly used in the late 50s and 60s, talking about the space race between the United States and Russia. So this was this competition to be the first people. Um, was it in space, Andrew, or was there another, what was the objective? Yeah, it was about going to space first. I know that the USSR, I guess it was at the time, they were the first country to launch a satellite into space. And I think they were the first country to launch maybe a monkey into space. I think that's what they started with. They sent some animals into space, unbelievably. But really, it was just about the first country to gain dominance in space. And the USA won that race because they were the first country to put a man on the moon. So that was the historical space race, this competition between Russia and the USA to gain dominance in space. But Recently, people have been talking about another space race, and that is the race for dominance in the space tourism industry. So there are two private companies. One is called Virgin Galactic, and the other is called Blue Origin. And both of these companies are going to be offering commercial space travel so that just like you can buy a ticket on an airplane and go from one side of the world to the other side of the world, you know, in the near future, you'll be able to buy a ticket and go not to the other side of the world, but out of this world and go to space, look down on earth and then return and land back on the ground. So actually recently in July, both of these companies had their first successful flights into space and Blue Origin is the pet project of Jeff Bezos, who is 
a super rich guy, one of the richest guys in the world, obviously very well known for being the founder of Amazon, the online bookstore and retail website. And Virgin Galactic was founded by Richard Branson. And and I was hoping that you could tell us a little bit about Richard Branson because he's from your country. And I think maybe you know more about him than I do. So could you tell us a little bit about what kind of guy Richard Branson is? He's got a couple of interesting parts to his story. Number one, he never went to university. In fact, I don't think he even finished his exams when he was 16. So he's a real true entrepreneur. One of the first businesses he started was a magazine and he started it from a phone box at his school. Wow. So he he's a real entrepreneur and he's very, also very famous because he um he started the Virgin Empire. So Virgin Trains, Virgin Holidays, Virgin Insurance, I mean you name it, they've had a business in it. And he's also very famous because he has a private island in the Caribbean. I knew that. Yes. You know, just, you know, when you want to hop on, hop on a flight and get away for the weekend, um, he's got his own uh, private island to do that. So, I mean, he's, I think he's really well seen in general um, in the UK and just a real true entrepreneur that's built his entire, you know, fortune from the ground up. Yeah, I know him obviously from the Virgin Company, as you mentioned. Uh, Virgin Records is where I first know him from, the record store. He's got his hands in that business as well, the record business. And also there's the Virgin Atlantic Airplane Company. So yeah, he's he's all over the place. He's started so many different businesses and has been very successful, right? He is a billionaire so obviously very successful with all of his endeavors. Yeah, and I guess Richard also has a lot of qualities that are similar to Jeff Bezos. I mean, he also built his business from from the ground up. One thing that I found really funny about this space race is that I didn't really know that Richard Branson was in it. I have to be honest, it wasn't as widely reported as uh, Jeff Bezos. So I kind of I kind of thought that maybe Richard was like, oh my God, I've got to go quick because otherwise Jeff's going to gonna beat me to the post. So I don't know why I didn't know that, but maybe maybe you were the same as me, Andrew, but I didn't really know that Richard was was planning to do that. So I kind of thought maybe he was he was in a bit of a rush because he, he left, I think maybe it was a week or maybe a few weeks before Jeff did it. So I'm, I'm not sure really why I didn't know that, but you know, they definitely seem to be in a little bit of, well, a little bit of competition. They they absolutely are in competition with each other. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that they both did their flights, their inaugural flights, so close together. Actually, Richard Branson was the first one to do it. So he did his successful flight to space with uh, Virgin Galactic. And then several days later, Jeff Bezos and Blue Origin, they did their flight. So uh, Richard was the, the winner here of the space race. Now, we're not sure which company will gain market dominance. But, you know, I knew that both of these guys were working on these things. Like, they've been doing it for years. And it's, you know, it's in the news from time to time. But it's like one of those things that just seems like sci-fi doesn't really seem real. So when you you know hear it on the news, like, oh, Richard Branson's going to space, he's making a space tourism 
company. You're like, yeah, 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 whatever. But now it's real and we saw it and we saw these guys go to space and come back and talk to the press and share their opinions. And so I thought that was really quite fascinating how now it's real and, you know, they're selling tickets. You can buy a ticket. They're expensive, but they're going to start doing these space trips very, very soon. And anybody can buy a ticket and go. It's incredible. I mean, it's just the developments we have now and the things that we can do is just amazing. I think also with with Jeff's flight, it was more kind of a PR event, um, especially in terms of the people that went with him. You know, he had um, a woman who was an astronaut, but had never been to space. I think she was the oldest person in space. They also took the youngest person into space. So I think overall, Jeff's flight was kind of a little bit more of a PR opportunity. Whereas I think in, in Richard's case, he took two women who worked for him in in Virgin Galactic. So I think it maybe was just a different type of approach. I think Richard was, you know, maybe just a little bit more low-key, but I mean, Jeff's launch into space was really widely covered in the press. I think it was more widely covered than many things. So, but anybody can buy a ticket, as you said, but it's like, it's so expensive. If you think about the the actual time that you spend doing something and how much money it's going to cost... For me, even if I had a lot of money or or whatever, I still don't think I could justify it. But it's a once in a lifetime experience. I can't imagine what it's like to go up and like look down on the earth. I just think it would be too scary for me. That that whole idea of launching into space, I, I just think I would be so nervous that probably I would just pass out and then I would just miss the whole thing anyway. Well, then... In that case, Anna, maybe the Virgin Galactic Company would be a better option for you because the way that their spacecraft works is it's much like an airplane. So you're in, they call it a mothership. It looks like an airplane and it takes off from the ground just the same way that an airplane does. Uh, However, once it gets up pretty high in the sky, then the rocket ship actually separates from the mothership and then boosts into space. So it's much like the way that an airplane takes off and just keeps going and going and going until it's in space. And then when it's ready to return to Earth, it comes back into Earth's atmosphere and lands on the ground the same way that an airplane lands. So it's not too revolutionary. However, Blue Origin, I think, yeah, that requires nerves of steel because it's an unmanned rocket. So you just get into this rocket and a robot is in control. It launches you off. It's like, you know, like we've all seen on TV, a rocket launch. There's the fire underneath and it goes straight up in the air. And after I think around three minutes of going straight up, then the top part of the rocket, the top capsule breaks off and floats into space. And you're just in this little capsule And then it doesn't spend much time in space. It's only a few moments, I think three or four minutes, and then it returns back into Earth's atmosphere and parachutes down to the ground and lands that way. So yeah, that seems like a lot scarier to me, but also a lot cooler. Like when I compared the video footage between Virgin Galactic and Blue Origin, Blue Origin looked a lot cooler and more futuristic and high-tech. So if I had an option between the two, 
maybe I would go with Blue Origin. It would be awesome just to be launched by a rocket. That's got to be an unbelievable feeling. I think that's where we can differ, Andrew. I think you, you can go, you can do Blue Origin and I will have the, the slightly more relaxed version, which I think will help me uh, with my with my notes. Yes, I'm definitely more of a galactic girl, I think, than in that case, <laughs> rather than a, a Blue Origin. But, it, well, I mean, it just it's just incredible. I think, you know, there's a lot of controversy that's been around it. Why are they doing this now? You know, we're coming out of a year of the pandemic. And, you know, there are also a couple of comments that Jeff Bezos made about how his he thanked his employees for enabling him to go to space. So there's also been a little bit of controversy around. I don't know if you heard about that as well, Andrew. Yeah, people online were really heavily criticizing both Bezos and Branson for spending all of this money for kind of just like a pet project, right? Like, you know, personally, my opinion is, yes, we have a lot of poverty and suffering in the world, but that doesn't mean that we should stop scientific exploration. And governments really kind of dropped the ball. You know, NASA sort of stopped doing any space exploration. Of course, you know, they always send out satellites and rovers to space, but they haven't been sending people to space, really. So it's been up to these private companies like SpaceX run by Elon Musk and Blue Origin and Virgin Galactic to pick up the pace and to do it themselves. So so my perspective is that I'm glad that somebody's doing it. And, you know, billionaires, they get a lot of flack. They get so much hate on social media and online. I don't know if it's always warranted. You know, they're under a lot of pressure I'm sure that all billionaires do some sketchy stuff. I'm almost positive. I know Jeff Bezos has been criticized a ton for the way that he treats his employees at Amazon. I'm sure there's room for improvement there. But at the end of the day, I think this is a net good. Could money be spent in a different way to sort of help the earth be a better place to live? Maybe. But I think this is really going to be like I said, a net benefit for everybody on Earth discovering space and exploring space like this. So I'm not sure if all the controversy is warranted, to be honest with you, Anna. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think, look, improvement has to come from both sides. You have to both look at it from a forward perspective. So you have to get better at things at the same time as improving things that are bad. So it's like two angles. You know, you've got to make the things that are bad better, but you've also got to explore and make the good things even better as well, if that makes sense. So, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I think, look, if they weren't doing this, they'd be doing something else anyway. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. Billionaires are always going to be looking for ways to spend their money. And for me, this is, well, I mean, it's positive. Maybe they, they're going to share. I mean, I'm sure they're going to share their findings and their, their research about all of the stuff that they're doing. And maybe that can help us, you know, help the world to, to advance this, this area. So, as you said, they get a lot of criticism. They're always going to get a lot of criticism. When people are so, so successful, they have so much money. It's kind of a natural thing, a natural reaction for um, a lot of people in the media, for example, as well. So, I mean, I can't imagine what it must be like to be them, but I think, well, I think at the end of the day, they'll probably be quite happy sitting on their large fortune. And uh, after recently going to space, I don't think they're going to be too bothered about the uh, negative criticism. But as you said, there's always ways to do things better. So I'm not saying that they are angels or anything like that, but 
you know, they're going to be doing this or something else anyway. So this seems interesting and a, a positive, a really positive achievement. So Anna, I think we'll wrap it up here in a moment. But before we do, what I wanted to do is to share with everyone the comments that Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson made after their spaceflight. And both of them seem to have these kind of profound realizations, which this is where I think the benefit's going to come in for the world, because these super rich, influential people, I think they gained a new perspective on life here on Earth after visiting space. So I thought we would listen to their comments and uh, and maybe discuss them very quickly here before we finish today's episode, because they're really quite interesting to hear. So Anna, why don't we listen to Richard Branson's comment first, because he was the first one to go to space out of these two guys. So let's take a listen to Richard Branson's comment that he made in his post space flight interview. Here we go. I will now spend, and I promise, I will now spend the next, I'm an optimist, the next 30 years of my life, you know, doing everything I can to uh, protect the species in, in, on this beautiful earth, to, you know, work on climate change issues, to work on, you know, trying to stop the degradation of our rainforests, to, you know, just all, all the thing, things that are going the wrong way, just to do everything we can to make them go the right way. So Anna, what's your take on that? Well, I think this this kind of is in line with his kind of persona. People see him as a really charitable person. So this is totally in line with what I would expect for him. And he seems really humble from his experience and also very, as he said, they're optimistic and dedicated. So, I mean, what a great comment after coming back from, from space. I guess maybe seeing the world from that angle, you're like, look, this is the only planet we have. There's no other planet sitting around the corner. Um, well, maybe Mars, but that's definitely, that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, the the thing that we should mention, which is kind of uh, a joke that I think Branson was making in that interview. He said, I'm very optimistic that over the next 30 years, I'll be able to improve life on earth by taking care of the environment. Uh, the reason is that he's quite elderly. I'm not exactly sure of his age, but he must be in his 70s, I would assume. So yeah, for him to say over the next 30 years, it's kind of a joke that he's getting up there in age and uh, he's optimistic about living for a long time into the future. Let's compare that now with Jeff Bezos's comments about uh, his experience leaving the Earth and going to space and uh, what he realized during his space trip. So let's listen to his comments now. The most profound piece of it for me was looking out at the Earth and looking at the Earth's atmosphere. Every astronaut, everybody who's been up into space, they say this, that it changes them and they look at it and they're kind of amazed and, and awestruck by the Earth and its beauty, but also by its fragility. And I can vouch for that. Um, when I look out, you know, when we're sitting in this room and when we're driving our cars and we're moving around the planet in our normal ways, the atmosphere is so gigantic. You know, we're these tiny little things and the planet, the atmosphere is so big. But when you get up above it, what you see is it's actually incredibly thin. It's this tiny little fragile thing. And as we move about the planet, we're damaging it. And, you know, so that is, um, you know, that's, that, that's a very profound, it's one thing to recognize that intellectually, it's another thing to actually see with your own eyes how 
fragile it really is. And that was amazing. So a very similar comment from Jeff Bezos uh, saying that he made a profound realization, right? That once he got to space, it was his perspective that changed. He realized intellectually that we really only live on one planet and that as we go about our daily lives, we are damaging the planet. But getting that perspective of leaving the planet and seeing it from space really seems to have clicked with Jeff Bezos. And uh, it sounds like he now, on a very deep level, understands how valuable and precious our planet is. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's kind of similar, isn't it? They've both gone up and they've both kind of had this, wow, oh my goodness, like, we have a very thin atmosphere, you know, we are damaging the planet. So I guess in a way you could say, well, in a way, if it were possible, everybody should go to space and have a look at the Earth, because then everybody would understand that, you know, this is just one planet that we have, and maybe that would change people's way and um, way of life and behavior. And I mean, you have to have a shock to have a big realization, you know, it's a shock, like maybe looking back at the planet and seeing, oh my goodness, we're, we really are um, destroying some aspects of, of the world. So, I mean, I think it's a positive realization, as you said, these two powerful individuals, maybe they will make some really powerful changes over the next few years too. Yeah. And I think if anybody should come to these kinds of epiphanies, it should be rich, powerful people that can influence change here on the planet. You know, if it was me that did that, I maybe would have the same realization, but I don't know if I could institute change on a large scale. However, Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, if he decides to change the way that Amazon is run, he could have a huge impact. So this could be a good thing for everyone going forward, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. So we'd love to know what you think about this topic. Do you think it was the right time to go into space? Would you go into space if you could? Would you be a blue origin or a galactic person? We would love you to let us know and you can send us an email at contact at That's right. We love to hear from you and are very interested to hear what you think about this new space race. If you enjoy listening to Culips and find us helpful for improving your English skills, then we would love it if you could support us. And there are many different ways that you can do that. The best way is by signing up and becoming a member on our website, culips.com. And when you become a member, you'll get a lot of awesome materials that will help you become a better English user. So to find out all the details, just visit qlips.com. But that's not the only way you could support us. You could also really help us out by telling your friends who are learning English to listen to Qlips, by following us on social media, and by leaving us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to be it for us today, but we'll be back soon with another brand new episode. Take care, and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye. See you later.